Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art Burns, and I'm your host. I am just so happy to be here to talk about mindfulness practices and talk about the wonderful benefits that we can gain from these mindfulness practices. Um, Among them is emotional intelligence, which is hugely important in virtually anything that you're doing, whether it's uh, interpersonal relationships, um, you know, relationships with your children, or, you know, just general parenting, um, you know, any business that you're in, (laughs) literally anything that you do for a living, more emotional intelligence is going to benefit you. There's no question about it, okay? And so uh, emotional intelligence is just one of the many, many benefits that we can get out of um, out of uh, mindfulness practices. And most importantly, the, the, the most, you know, profound effect, in my opinion, that we get from mindfulness practices is stress reduction. I talk about it here all the time that stress is such a, it's such a, a big, big deal for, for so many people, you know, um, you know, I talked for a moment, uh, a minute ago about, uh, parenting, you know, if, if, if parents are stressed, there's, there's links to the diseases that your children are going to get from your stress, right? Not just from your, you know, if you were stressed out when you were uh, pregnant, you know, the cortisol in your body is going to, is going to adversely affect the cortisol in your children's body. Like their baseline of cortisol is going to be different based on the cortisol that you had in your body, uh, cortisol, of course, being the stress hormone, right? But not even just that, that's, that's the physical way, but the, the um, emotional way and the, and the sort of, you know, the, the behavioral way that, that stress, you know, if parents are stressed, it is almost every single time that a child has ADD or asthma or, or um, any kind of autoimmune diseases, okay? I was just, uh, I've just attended a uh, talk by um, uh, Dr. Gabor Mate, who is a brilliant, brilliant doctor, and he talks about stress and illnesses a lot. I actually just ordered his book because I can't believe I haven't read it yet. Um, but he was talking about every single time that he has has uh, treated a child with an autoimmune disease, or I mean, not a child, but an adult who, who has an autoimmune disease, or a child who has asthma, or a child or an adult with ADD. He said every single time he can, when he interviews the patients, he finds out that they had high stress levels in their home at you know when they were young children. Okay, so I mean that's just and of course that's just one issue right i mean you might not have kids so what are the what are the dangers for you autoimmune diseases right that that's what it is because you know the stress response is the the um the survival mode of the body, right? And so if your body is working on survival, right? If it is focused on, on simply keeping you alive right here, right now from a mortal threat, then it doesn't care if you catch a cold. You know, your immune system goes offline. And therefore, and, and of course, Dr. Gabor uh, Mate is going to go much deeper into this. And I'll report back after I read his book, which is all about illnesses and stress. Um, but this is just one way in which uh, um, in which uh, stress can, can affect your immune system, right? I mean, just even, you know, there's been plenty of studies that have shown that people who have higher stress have more colds and and take more time off of work, you know? So literally just any, any way that you look at it, stress is preventing you from living the life that you could be living right now right? And that's the bottom line. And that's just the truth. And so, so that's why, to me, one of the most profoundly important uh, aspects or results of mindfulness practices is stress reduction, right? Along with emotional intelligence. To me, those are the two things. And I think they're very inter- intricately um, uh, entwined because as Dr. Mate said yesterday in the, uh, in the talk that I attended, you know, it's, um, 
it's also very much about how you're able to, to sort of command your emotions, right? That is a big indicator as, as to how ill you're going to get or not get, right? And he's not the only one. I mean, this is plenty of people are talking about this, you know, and it has to do with epigenetics. It has to do with, you know, so it's a vast, vast field. But, but the ability to control and to monitor our emotions, which is what emotional intelligence is all about, and the emotions of others, right, is, is just so, so... Uh, so deeply tied to the to the ultimate effects of of illnesses, and so I mean, if that's not enough to convince you that doing a few minutes a day of, of meditation and, and practicing the, um, the informal practices that I talk about, then I don't know what is, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but seriously, it, it really is that important. And I, and I really, um, I, I can't stress enough how important it is to understand that mindfulness is a practice and therefore it must be practiced. It, that's just the way it is, okay? I mean, I wish that I could be like, um, like uh, Morpheus here and, and give you a red pill or a blue pill. And, you know, and you take the right one, it's done and you don't have stress anymore in your life, but it just doesn't work that way. You know, it just doesn't. It, it, it's an ongoing practice that it, it becomes very easy after you start doing it. So it's not something where you should be like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to spend hours and hours and hours of my life, you know, doing this. And it's going to be painful. I'm going to hate it. It's not like that. It's, you know, it is work, especially in the beginning. But once you develop habits of this mindfulness practice, the work becomes very, very easy to do because it becomes it's it's very gratifying and that's and that's how habits form, right? Habits all have a very specific structure to them. There's the cue, which is the thing that makes you do the thing, right? Uh, of the habit, the process, which is the habit, and and then there's the reward. Okay, and the reward is the sweet spot because when your body feels the reward of of doing something, right? Of of, of answering that cue, doing the process, and feeling the reward then your body automatically starts to do it because it craves it. It knows it's good, right? That's why, you know, people, you know, every, every afternoon you feel like you want a cookie because you've, you've treated yourself to a cookie. I mean, if that's true for you. I mean, people who, who have this habit of eating a cookie every day, they do so because every time they get a little lull in the afternoon, they have a little sweet and, and they, they feel that, that surge of energy. And so therefore, without even thinking about it, people walk to the vending machine, put a dollar in and get a cookie. I mean, it's it's just the way it happens, you know? And so mindfulness practice is not much different from that, okay? So as long as you can dedicate some time in the front end, like, you know, dedicate two months of, of really just, you know, setting the intention and doing these practices every single day for two months, you will start to develop this habit because your body is going to start feeling good. It's just like going to the gym when you, you start to, I mean, it is and it's not. I, I talked in, in two different ways about this, but in this sense, it is like going to the gym where, you know, you start to see like every time you look in the mirror, your body's changing after a few weeks or a couple of months. And it's like, wow, I love this. And so now I want to go to the gym more often. And it becomes easier to get myself to the gym because of that reward that I've got, right? Um, and so, I mean, I could sit here and name example after example. But, um, but the fact is that, that as long as you can commit to those first couple of months, then it becomes a habit and then it's very, very easy after that. I promise you, okay? But the first couple of months can be a little bit challenging because these are usually exercises for most people that, that they're not used to, right? This is not something that comes naturally on, in our society, 
okay? Um, there are societies where it is natural. <laughs> there are societies where everybody's mindful because they grow up this way. You know, like in, in uh, some Eastern cultures, you know, babies meditate, you know? Um, but there's no reason why you can't teach your babies to meditate too, right? And, and that's kind of part of what happens is that as you adopt mindfulness and as you practice mindfulness, you know, those people around you, the, the friends, your your loved ones, your coworkers, your children, they're going to start looking at you and they're going to start gravitating towards these practices with you. And it happens really naturally and effortlessly. And it's really, really beautiful. And for this reason, a lot of people are, um, you know, th- there are a lot of schools now in the world, specifically in the UK, where they're making mindfulness part of the core curriculum. And, uh, and I think that's really, <laughs> I think that's really where we should be uh, as a society because, you know, a lot of the, the, you know, the damage that's done is done in our early years. You know, again, like when, when, chi- when we're children and we're dealing with stressful situations, you know, we, we don't know how to, you know, and that's, again, going back to Dr. Gabar Mate, who's just absolute genius. I just, I love his talks, but, um, yesterday he was talking about this, um, uh, you know, the ADD, right. That, that, you know, the reason why people have ADD is because when, when they're children and they're, they're experiencing high stress situations, they don't know how to deal with that. Right. They, they become afraid and they, they feel vulnerable in a really, you know, negative way. And, and so they wind up just tuning out right? They, they just tune themselves out. They just go into another place, right? And, and you do that often enough and guess what? It becomes a habit. Again, that's neuroplasticity, right? The more you tune out under a, a difficult situation, the more tuning out becomes your natural inclination of your mind, right? And so then that develops into the inability to focus your attention, right? And it's, it's very simple, but it's, but it's incre- incredibly, incredibly um, important to deal with this stuff, okay? So, uh, so today, I want to go over an informal, like, kind of semi-formal practice, actually, um, that, that is really, really helpful for, for getting, not only for getting into mindfulness, right, and to, and to help, you know, sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, instill this practice of mindfulness into our lives and to build the habit of mindfulness, right? But, but it's also really effective as sort of a, um, you know, uh, 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 like sort of an emergency, you know, practice, like when you're feeling yourself becoming, you know, triggered on something. Now, as you start to practice mindfulness, right, you are going to develop a higher level of awareness of yourself, right? And, and, and this should be a non-judging awareness as we do these practices, right? And as you develop this non-judging awareness, right? You will start to see when you're becoming triggered by something. You will see when you're, um, you know, when, when things are cooking inside of you, you know, emotionally or, or physically even, or, or, you know, in, in all kinds of ways, right? You're going to see it very clearly and and very early on, you know, when it's just a little teensy thing, you're going to see it before it becomes something that's so big that it hijacks your day and, 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 causes you all kinds of problems, right? And so, and so while you're building this awareness, okay, there's a re- this is a really great exercise to sort of, you know, enhance this, this awareness, right? And sort of build on this awareness, right? Um, the exercise itself is called RAIN, R-A-I-N, just like the rain that falls from the sky. Um, it was taught to me by Jack Cornfield, but it's a pretty widely recognized practice. I know Tara Brock teaches it. Um, there's another woman, um, 
who my teacher told me her name, Michelle something. I'd have to look it up for you. I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, but there's a number of people who teach this, okay? My teacher taught it to me, and I'm teaching it to you like I teach it to all my clients, okay? Um, now, it is technically, I believe, a Buddhist kind of practice, like um, uh, Jack Hornfield, for instance, is a former Buddhist monk, and so he approaches things with the um, the sort of uh, spiritual Eastern sort of uh, vibe, you know, but you do not at all have to be a practicing Buddhist to do this exercise, okay? It's simply not a thing, I promise you, okay? I have taught this to so many of my clients, and so many of them have come back and said, this is amazing, and I love doing it. Now, here's the thing. Again, it's it's just like any other mindfulness practice, okay? This is a practice, and if you do it, um, you know, do it daily, right? And that's the effective way to do this, is to do it, you know, every day, not just when things are going wrong, okay? Especially in the beginning, you know, you want to kind of do it, you know, daily, even even just during neutral times, because you're going to develop a habit of doing this. OK, and that's the idea. As we develop the habit, we then, you know, then kind of becomes automatic when it's going right. And so then when things are going wrong and you are having a problem with something, this practice becomes something that you automatically do. And it will help you to understand where the problems are coming from right? What's going on with, with, you know, with your emotions, with your body, with your thoughts. And it's also going to then, you know, it's going to enhance your level of, of, um, of emotional intelligence and also, you know, build a resilience. Okay. So, so the practice again, is called RAIN. Now the acronym stands for, it's R-A-I-N, it's an acronym. It stands for recognition, acceptance, investigation, and non-identification, okay? And so let me just explain how it works. Okay, so the first thing you wanna do is when something is, and again, do this during normal times, right? Do it Do it just every day at 11 a.m., right? And just sit for, for five minutes and just do this, okay? So first you're gonna do is recognize what's happening, right? Now again, in the beginning, you're not gonna be recognizing something that's necessarily bad, um, but, but this is where, you know, later on it's going to become something that you, you're going to use when things are kind of, you know, triggered, okay? But, but in the beginning, just recognize anything that's happening for you, okay? Just, just recognize, am I feeling good right now? Am I feeling, you know, nervous right now? Am I feeling, you know, a little pressure? Am I feeling a little stress? Am I feeling, uh, am I feeling happy? Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling frustrated? You know, just, just open up and recognize whatever's happening inside right now. Okay. Now you're going to accept, right? So, so if you are feeling a little sad or you are feeling a little, um, you know, frustrated by something or whatever it is that is present for you in your feelings, simply accept it. Okay, just just be open and accept whatever it is. Don't think about changing it, right? Don't think about like, well, I'm in a little pain right now, so I need to figure out how to relieve the pain. Just for a few minutes, be just accept the pain that's happening, right? Whether it's a physical pain, an emotional pain, or, or whatever it is, right? Just accept what it is, right? And again, this can be a positive or a negative or a neutral feeling, okay? Just, just, you know, just accept whatever is going on. Now, again, acceptance is, you know, not passivity, right? It's not resignation. Acceptance is just the ability to see things as they really are. Like we talked about yesterday uh, with delusion, 
right? If you if you are going to, um, you know, if, if you're you're under delusion, it means that you're not seeing things for how they really are, and that is going to affect everything that happens after that, right? You know, everything kind of comes through that prism, right? So so if you can accept what's going on then that is going to uh, allow you to then move forward with these kind of practices. It's going to really, really be helpful in a lot of ways. Okay, so, so that alone, just practicing acceptance is going to let you, you know, it's going to let you develop the skill of accepting things when things are going on in your life. Okay, so the next thing is investigation. Now, this is, this is one that gets a little bit deep. So investigation is about, you know, looking inside of ourselves and seeing what's going on. Okay. And so, you know, it's pretty basic, right? So, but in this practice, you want to do some four very specific investigations. Okay. First, you're going to investigate your body. Okay. Where, you know, whatever that feeling is that's happening, whatever's going on with you in this particular moment, where do you feel it in your body? Okay, is there a, a temperature that you're feeling? Is there a tingling that you're feeling? Is it, is it showing up as some kind of color to you? Is it showing up as, as, you know, as a pain, as a pleasure, as a, as a neutral feeling? Is it, is it showing up as a lack of feeling, right? Are you, are you feeling like, a, like you should be feeling something inside, but you're not, you know? What is it, okay? Just investigate in your body, right? Next, investigate your emotions. Now, you know, your emotions being emotions and feelings, right? So, so uh, whatever is going on with you, what emotions are attached to this, right? What are you feeling? Is it a feeling of shame? Is it a feeling of anger? Is it a feeling of, um, you know, frustration or is it a feeling of loss? Is it a feeling of, you know, of, of, you know, disdain or, 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 you know, just bumming, you know, just like sad and bumming, you know, what are these, the, the feelings that you're feeling around this, this thing that's happening to you. Okay. And, and when you do this, right, when you start to investigate your emotions, you're, you're going to wind up, you know, all, you know, very often you're going to wind up seeing that it's a constellation of different emotions, right? So like, like for instance, somebody who recently got divorced, right? They might feel, you know, anger, they might feel lost, they might feel frustration, and they also might feel loneliness, you know? So, so invest Investigate all of these, like what everything is going on with you right now emotionally, okay? And again, in the beginning, you're going to be doing it about kind of not necessarily strong feelings. So, so don't, don't feel like you have to come up with these big, big emotions. You know, if you're doing it, if you're doing this RAIN exercise when things are just going well, then, then you're not going to see a lot of, you know, strong emotions and that's okay, okay? Because all we're doing again is we're, we're trying to build a habit here. Okay. Uh, but later on, this is where it's going to really become helpful for you. Okay. And again, emotional intelligence, it's going to be huge in this process. Okay. The next is thoughts. Okay. So investigate the thoughts that you're having about this experience that you're going through. Okay. So, so am I thinking that, you know, that I, I should, you know, change something? Am I thinking, you know, do I have thoughts of, um, of, you know, uh, you know, am I telling myself a story about this? Is it, as am, am I thinking that this is like my fault or am I thinking that it's somebody else's fault or am I thinking that this is, you know, something that, that shouldn't be happening? Am I thinking that this is, um, you know, just, you know, what is it that's, that's going on in your thoughts about this thing that's happening right now? Okay. And, and again, doing this investigation is going to help you to sort of, you know, just get present with what's going on in your mind, which is, again, that's the purpose of mindfulness. Okay. So this is going to propel your mindfulness practices, um, in, in a really, really powerful way. 
Okay. Next, you're going to investigate tendencies and patterns. Okay. So are any of the feelings, the emotions and the thoughts that you have, do you, do you recognize that it's coming from some sort of pattern? Do you recognize that it's, um, you know, uh, you know, do you find that it's, it's coming from, you know, like an automatic behavior that it always happens this way? Do you, do you sense that like every time, you know, you're, you know, I did this practice yesterday, for instance, because I had an emotional issue when, when my, my wife brought the kids home from school. And I, and during this, uh, during this part of my investigation, I realized that every Every time my wife picks up the kids and brings them home, I react in a certain way that is different from when I go get the kids and I bring them home, right? No matter what's happening, whether the kids are happy, sad, angry, you know, whatever is going on with them after a long day of school, I react differently from, uh, from, from when, when my wife brings them home and I'm sitting here working versus when I bring them home, even if the, the behavior that they're having is exactly the same. So that's something that I can now build upon, right? I can see that that's a tendency and a pattern. And now if I want to avoid that, I can then, um, you know, I can just make sure that I go pick up the kids or make sure that I'm not here when they come home, you know, because, you know, because it will, it will help the overall emotional state of my family. Okay. So that's just one example I want to give you that's very alive for me. And I want also show you that I do this practice all the time too. For me, it's become completely habit though. Okay. Like I don't have to sit here and deliberately do the practice. I just automatically do it. And I come up with these answers just going through these experiences and that's going to happen to you too. Okay. I promise you. Okay. So now, um, and now, finally, with this with this investigation, the tendencies and the patterns, you know, you you want to kind of um, you know kind of see how much you know this is identified to you, right? Like like are you kind of you know saying like this is who I am, right? Because that's not necessarily true, right? And that brings us to the last step of RAIN, which is the N, which is non identification. Okay. Now, non-identification is, you know, kind of saying to yourself like, okay, this is not about me. I do not have to own this, right? This is just something that's happening. Okay. I just happen to be involved with it, right? And, and no matter what is going on, this is not who I am. This does not define me. This does not encompass me. This does not, def- you know, just limit me in the ways that I probably think that it is right now. Okay. The best way to think of non-identification or the most easy way to look at non-identification is like this. Instead of saying, I am angry right now, say, I feel anger in my body right now. Okay. Do you see how that takes it away from, you know, it's not identifying with the anger. Okay. You're, you're separating yourself from that anger. Okay. And, and the anger becomes just something that's happening. It's an emotion that's happening in your body, but is not something that is, that is all you, that is encompassing you, that is engulfing you and that is defining you. Okay. So that's the aspect of non-identification. All right. So there's the practice. Now I know I threw a lot out at you. I don't know if you were sitting there taking notes or if you're going to replay this and that's cool if you do, but here's what I have to offer you. Okay. I have a PDF. It is a three page PDF, um, that, uh, that explains all of this in detail. Okay. That each, each step is very well defined. I give you all the different, um, information about it. And I go through basically everything I just went through, uh, just written out for you. Okay. And so I would be happy. And I mean, totally happy 
to send you this PDF, okay? So all you got to do is email me at art at artburnscoaching.com and just put in the subject RAIN, R-A-I-N, and I will just, and if you don't want to write anything else, if you want to send me a nice message, I love nice messages, so that'd be great. But if you don't have anything else to say, you don't want to say anything else, then simply just send it with that in the subject line and I will reply back with a nice message, (laughs) but also with an attachment of this PDF so that you can have this um, uh, handy and you can start doing this practice like today, okay? Because you really should. It's really that good, okay? When you can get into doing this practice, and even if you don't do any other mindfulness practices, if you just do this every day, you're going to start getting, uh, you know, you're just going to start developing a mindfulness habit, which is going to bring you uh, levels of emotional intelligence and stress reduction that are going to help you, I promise, okay? And here's the thing. The reason I say that is because I'm sure people are out there like saying, well, then why didn't you just tell us this in the beginning, you know, because the other practices are really important. And the thing is, like, once you start feeling from doing any one of these practices, when you start feeling the results, you're going to want to do more of these practices and you're going to want to get into the other ones that are available to you. And they're all available to you because they're so simple and you don't need anything. You don't need an app. You don't need a device. You don't need a battery. You don't need Wi-Fi. You literally can just do these practices anywhere, anytime. And that's really the beautiful thing about mindfulness practices. All right, everybody. So I look forward to getting some emails from you. Uh, I really would love love that because I would love to share this exercise with the whole world, honestly, <laughs> because it's that powerful. Um, so again, and if you have any other questions, you can feel free to email me about those. Or, or if you'd like, you can book a call with me. It's very easy to do. Go to my website, artburnscoaching.com. Uh, on the front page there, there's a button that says free phone consultation. Click that. You go into my, uh, my automated uh, online calendar system. Just put in a couple of pieces of information, name, email, uh, phone number. I think I ask a couple of questions, very simple questions about what you want to talk about kind of thing. And, um, and just, you know, hit, hit save and, and we'll be booked. And I will call you at the number you provide uh, at that given time and day, unless you want to do a video conference. And that's an option there too. You can just put in a video um, as an answer and, uh, and we can get on a Zoom call, which is uh, very much less expensive for those folks who live outside the US and don't, aren't on the same uh, cellular networks. All right. So with that, I'm going to wish you well, and I'm going to hope that you all have a very wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. And um, I do look forward to hearing from some people. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.